to flick with me Famous scenes with drama queens and heroes Acted out there on the silver screen Come grab a seat, the popcorn is on me Hi, and welcome into a bonus episode of Meet Me the Movies. I am Thomas Manning. Here today we are discussing the new horror film Halloween Kills. This is directed by David Gordon Green, and it is a part of the Halloween franchise, which, if you will remember, back in 1978, the original was directed by John Carpenter and introduced us to the, the villainous Michael Myers character. And there have been multiple iterations of this franchise, since 1978 uh you know some kind of parallel timelines in there uh different interpretations of the character and the characters within the universe uh but then they've kind of rebooted multiple times so back in 2018 they basically made a direct sequel to the original uh that one was the 2018 film was also directed by david gordon green and here we are three years later as a direct follow-up to the 2018 film um so you know for all intents and purposes i believe there are three films canon to this um, specific timeline of the Halloween franchise. You have the 1978 original, you have the 2018 film, and then you have this one, Halloween Kills, here in 2021. So disclaimer, I am coming into this film with no emotional or nostalgic connection to the franchise, and I'm not necessarily the target audience. Uh, I think the target audience would be people who have been diehard fans of the franchise for quite some time and um, have been keeping up with the characters have kept up with all the different iterations of the universe um but that's not me uh so i just want to lay that out there as a disclaimer but i am still going to give you my general thoughts on halloween kills uh, so i will say i really liked the cold open of this film there's there's like a 13 minute flashback sequence and it takes us back to the events from the night of 1978 where John Carpenter's original film uh, took place. And this kind of sets up some emotional and narrative stakes with the characters, with the small town in Illinois and the legacy of terror that the serial killer, Michael Myers um, has kind of created and how it all connects to the present day, which in this case is 2018 uh, because this is an immediate follow-up to David Gordon Green's 2018 film. After that cold open, after that 13-minute cold open, um, I really struggled to stick with the pacing and the structure. Once we got into the present-day portion of the narrative, it felt like they couldn't quite get their footing. Um, it's a story about trauma and terror and how that can impact more than just the direct victims of violence, but also an entire town. But ultimately, it just felt like a mean and nasty flick with really not even the faintest glimmer of empathy. Um, even though there were foundations, there were opportunities there at the heart of the movie to actually say something meaningful and even hopeful, but it felt like they just didn't quite capitalize on those opportunities. I think horror can be a great genre to explore um, some of the just most you know, empathetic and effective emotions out there, um, but it looks like they didn't want to go beyond the surface level here and Halloween Kills, which was quite unfortunate. I'm not giving away any spoilers about, you know, what happens at the end of this film. I'm just saying just the feeling of emptiness and um, just, just such darkness there. That's kind of what I was feeling. With the gore and the brutality, of course, sometimes slashers can be almost comical, 
in um, in the way the the violence is portrayed and the kills can have a certain aspect of quote entertainment, but that's not the case here. It's all just gross and the pure innocence of people that are caught in the middle of the crossfire. Uh, it's it's just a bridge too far or for me personally. Um, the aftermath of their deaths in graphic detail something that really turned me off. Um, you know, as far as the cinematography, it's shot well. Um, the lighting and the use of shadows and silhouettes, um, it's, it's worth noting, but that's not what I remembered after watching the movie. I just remembered everything that just made me uncomfortable and almost made me somewhat <laughs> queasy. And that's not really what you want. Um, in a horror film, you want it to have, there's, there's a fine line walking between entertainment and just kind of grotesqueness. And this definitely ventured off into the grotesqueness side of things and made for a fairly unpleasant viewing experience. Uh, like I mentioned, I'm not necessarily the target audience, um, but I think the best films can reach beyond their target audience. And that's not the case here. Most diehard fans of the franchise, from what I've seen, have been fairly pleased but I can't say that I was. I am going to give a C rating for Halloween Kills. Check it out if you are a fan of the franchise of the Halloween movies dating back to 1978. But otherwise, you can probably skip it. There's a lot more fantastic cinema out there for you to watch and enjoy right now. Even probably a few better horror films out there around this October time of year. So, um, yeah, great C for Halloween Kills. Um, I wish I could have given it a more glowing review, but I just can't at this point. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in to a bonus episode of Meet Me in the Movies. Once again, I am Thomas Manning. Thank you guys for tuning in. Many films to view Until we meet again Next time we see you Gladly fill you in We'll tell about the happy and the sad ones We'll talk about the good ones and the bad ones Many films to view Till we meet again